Yeah, that's I was not, just that's talking. Not true. <laughs> I was just talking to my buddy uh, David Yao from the Jesus Lizard. And oh he, yeah, he's ridiculously punctual, and I'm ridiculously punctual. I think it's because of the early days of touring. You didn't want to bum out the yeah. club or something. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, that's it's still, not... that's still unusual for musicians, though. <laughs> well, that's why you. We well, always end up waiting anyhow because the club owners would never fucking be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, for me, it's just, um, it's just like okay, it just sort of gives things a, a frame, you know, a framework that's all right. We've started on the at the right time, and everybody's yeah. here. And... No, I'm on board. Believe me, I'm I'm totally Mr. You know Barry, I'm I'm Mr. On Time. I yeah, mean, right. I well, you work for an airline, so I I hate I hate waiting for people, so I'm always yeah. on time. Well, we, exactly. live, we live in South Florida, where waiting for people is the norm. It's the accepted norm. Oh yeah. Well, Cuban. I have a lot of Cuban friends, and Cuban friends, if they show up an hour late, they're still on time. Oh, yeah. That's, no, no, that that's just oh, island, island, island time. It's called. Yes. And, uh, wow. It's a thing. It's really. It's a you, real thing. Yeah. Cuban yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, you would lose your mind here, Todd. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I for, bet yeah. yeah. For, a variety, for many reasons. For a variety, yeah, yeah. For many reasons. Not, not only. Just for that. That. Oh, I'm in love with your governor, though. He's just yeah, fucking guy, right? man. Wonderful. Fucking guy. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed your Galaxy 500 one because they Bullet Levolta shared rehearsal space with those guys. Oh, so we okay. were, we were very close. I was wondering that. I figured. I had a feeling you had a uh, connection to those yeah, guys. I was, and, and, yeah. and that episode's doing great, Barry, because uh, Dean, I think because Dean shared it. it, it is, uh, yeah, Dean gave it a very positive, which you never know. I mean, what artists usually... And he was like, oh, you know, he apparently he really appreciated the commentary, which is great because that's great. You, a yeah. lot, you know, you're shooting in the dark with stuff. And yeah, well, uh, uh, unlike uh, what was it? The, my dad is dead guy. Mark Edwards. Wasn't yeah, his what did you, well, that was a while back. And <laughs> it was not a surprise. Oh, no. Actually, he liked it. He just said he compared me and Barry. What is it to like a, a dog would sing squirrel, like seeing the yeah, squirrel yeah, getting, yeah, you know, sure. changing the subject. <laughs> Well, that's why I've been so hesitant about doing this. I was really hoping we were going to do the hair soundtrack, you guys. Uh, <laughs> well, I have to say, I, I'm, I'm really glad you picked this because it, it let me um, sort of... Oh, I, think you, I, think, I think you picked it because we were kind of texting each other. Don't tell Rob that. Rob gets mad when he finds that shit out. Uh -huh. I think that you, uh, you offered it as an option and I said, yeah, you should do that instead of the hair soundtrack. Okay, we can go with that, I guess. Next, but, um, no, I love, I fucking love the hair soundtrack, though. Next I time, do, too. Next one, next one for sure, Todd. And you know what? Uh, These guys, like, they wrote that shit kind of like before Sgt. Pepper, before Pet Sounds. You know, it, like, what is it? I have to ask. This is this is going to sound, what is it with Jews and the hair soundtrack? <laughs> is my that, wife. Is that a Jew thing? If it was my wife, if it was on now, she would say, you got to turn all that fucking shit off. We're going to watch. Hair's going to be watched. Oh, I know. It's the best. I, I think it's like it's, it's New York intellectualism, you know? Oh, like, okay. I think, and I think a lot of Jewish parents of that era were quite progressive yeah that's usually. there's that yes you know that's so funny for whatever reason though it's like if you want to you know if you bring up the hair soundtrack it's it's inevitably popular it was on the a track in the car nonstop, yeah, right. like nonstop. Yeah. That's a new Barry, by the way, Barry. That's a new quote uh, tag for you. What is it with Jew, what is it with Jews, Jews and the hair, hair soundtrack? soundtrack? 
Yeah. If, you can, if you combine that with um, Cubans are always late, you guys are doing what? great. Cubans are always late. <laughs> Cubans are always late is like saying water is wet. Exactly. Nobody here is going to think every, anything. Every Cuban like, will totally agree yeah, with you they, on yeah, that. Yeah. Because they don't think uh, of it as late. <clears throat> That's the thing. They no, actually, it's not late. Yeah. Three hours, then, all right, maybe I'm late. Yeah. Uh, no, this, this one's got me nervous because they, I am, you know, friendly with several of the members. Yeah, yeah, we all, and, we're all. You know, I heard Clint on a. Um, don't say you heard him on another podcast because I'm going to be Yeah, mad. yeah, just just recently, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, I won't, I won't bring it up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he go was. Ahead. No, he was just recently, yeah, yeah. What was yes. he talking about? He was talking about the first two songs that blew his mind is what the podcast is based on, and okay. one was uh, Music Machine. Oh, yeah, um, talk, sure. Talk Talk. Ta- oh, yeah. And, um, and then the first television, 7-inch, the one that you had to flip over to hear yeah, the whole Johnny song. Jewel, okay. yeah. Yeah. There you go. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. And that is Rob Elba. And here we are again. I feel, Barry, we're doing, we're taping it one day early, and it just, just the one day makes me feel like, God, didn't we, we just, just do an here? episode? It's, it's that, <laughs> yeah. and it's also pandemic time. So I, 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 I shaved my head today and, and, and oh. shaved my beard and shit, and I was like, didn't I just fucking do this? Like, right. I remember distinctly the last time I did it, and I was like, God, it was like a week ago. It wasn't. It was like a month ago. So No shit. Yeah, right. Well, that's, that's it. This Every is, time I do laundry, I'm like, I just did laundry. What's going on? You know, somebody's wearing my clothes. <laughs> you do laundry? I'm, I'm impressed. We're, we're, uh, it's my friend Billy Taylor came to the house one time and he goes, yeah, man, you guys have sort of like a little commune, like everybody's got their own little space and does their own thing. That's kind of how yeah. the house runs. I, don't, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say, I don't think I even know how to work our washing machine, but you know, whatever. <laughs> wow. You want me to cut that out or should I leave that in? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. All right. So before we get into anything else, Barry, we have a bunch of new we patrons. We do. Yeah, man. It was a good out. week. It was a good it week. It was. Let's shout out to our newest patrons, Rory. Cox. Thank you, Rory. Matthew Strata. Thank you, man. And Jared Goldman. Jared uh, Goldman. Thank you, Jared. And, and also Gus Rylander. He, like, he, 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 he re-signed up. He signed and you up could again. do that. Yeah, you could like take a break and come back. So thank you, Gus. And we also, Barry, we got some new uh, $1 patrons who we appreciate, but they don't get the shout out because they're $1. That's but okay. We, you know what? we still really appreciate you. I'm a $1 patron of some shows. Up. I don't expect them to do anything for me. Exactly. So. Exactly. Me too. But, but we still really appreciate you guys. And uh, so that's it. And, and you too can become a patron. What about the, uh, the bonus episode? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, by the time actually, by the time this episode comes out, it it'll probably the deadline will have passed. But uh, so okay, but <laughs> but all the patrons know about it. We Good. we do these we do these uh, patron um, curated episodes every once in a while, and we got another one coming up. So if you become a patron of the show, then you'll know about it, and you could uh, actually participate. Yep. Um, and how do they become a patron, Barry, real quick? Go to patreon.com forward slash T-R-G-M-H. And for as little as a dollar a month, as you just heard, you can sign up and support That Record Got Me a High podcast. There you go. All right. Enough of this. Michigas, and I say Michigas because we uh, <laughs> we have a special guest uh, that I was very excited to find out he is a member of the tribe. And uh, <laughs> let's welcome to the show Mr. Todd Phillips once again. Welcome, Todd. Hey, fellas. How are you? All good, right. Good, Todd, good. Uh, drummer, Thanks you... Thanks for having me back. No, yeah, well, of course. You were now. great. Yeah. You had a, did yeah. an awesome episode. We did uh, Dinosaur Jr., and it was great. It and was, um, yeah. 
And and plus, because of the pandemic, you probably don't have much else yes. going on right now, right? <laughs> I have basically done nothing since the last time I spoke to you. Uh, well, like you no, yeah. that's not true because you've done something. Because I follow you are. I'll tell you, Todd, you have become one of my favorite. One of my favorite Twitter followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Todd. It's Suris. You, you go by Suris A. Phillips, and that's T A. Phillips. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, T.A. Phillips with one L on uh, a Twitter, and you, you're just a great Twitter follower. You really thank you. Well, I mean, for I, a living, you know, I produce movie trailers, so I, you know, I spend a lot of my time coming up with clever, uh, yes. little stupid lines yes. that you see on the posters and in the trailers. Not something that has that, to so. enter your consciousness very quickly and make an impact. Exactly right. Uh, so you were built. You you could say you were built for Twitter. Um, <laughs> and also, you may know uh, Todd as the drummer for uh, Bullet La Volta for the uh, Juliana Hatfield Three, and then Lemonheads most recently uh, for the Lemonheads. And maybe if we ever get to play shows again, maybe yeah. maybe more shows with Lemonheads. Oh, possibly. God, right? I miss playing. I miss going out. I miss playing. So, right. Yeah. I know. I know. It's, it's so been sad. a long time. All right, but you are so because obviously La Volta, Juliana had through three uh, Lemonheads. Obviously, you are a New England fella. No more. Now you're like a West Coast dude. But, I'm a Los uh, Angeles guy, but yeah, I'm yeah. Boston. You know, born and raised. I was there till I was thirty. Right. So the record. Yeah. I mean, you brought pretty much the Boston, like the the gold standard of post punk. Uh, yeah. Boston bands, I would say. What did oh. you? Uh, what are we talking about? Oh man! Despite, your, know, despite of, your trepidation, what are we, well, we going to talk pressure. about? It's pressure because uh, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal personally, and it's just sound. But okay, uh, I brought verses. Verses by Mission of Belmont. There you go. He said it. I get did. It, it get came it out. out. Better out than it. Like, <laughs> it isn't like Todd. It isn't like we're, we're going to like trash it here and trash it or anything, you know? Well, it's like let's let's critique the Bible today, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, this is like not that. a record that we have you any business critiquing, as it were. We're going to discuss no, no. it. So we're going to discuss it and celebrate it because, man, I'll tell you, just uh, you know, you know how it is. Records that you've listened to so much, and then you sort of take a break with them, and you haven't. But then when you when you revisit them, and you realize, like, just you know, this week revisiting this record, and I'm saying, yeah. oh, fucking Holy shit, moly, moly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one's this um, isn't one of those. This is one of the, one of those records. Didn't I believe that in my reading today that um, it was in the a 2016 top 20 punk rock records or of uh, of a major publication and also I, I think Roger Miller said he considered it the one of the greatest rock albums of all time so <laughs> yeah that was weird <laughs> that was weird I read that too but well, why not you know hey sure um, you got it right, you got so, it so uh, just to give a time uh, this is their debut studio album and it was released in October 1982 by Ace Also there, for a long time, it was their only studio album. For many, right, right. Many yeah, years. well, I mean, it was the first first full length. They had the Signals EP. Yeah. Right, um, in 81. Which had, 81. which had their sort of pop, the pop hits, like Revolver. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. the pop hits. Yeah. Right. Uh, Academy fight song. Right. Um, equally as great, but this is the one that really changed my yeah, life. This is it's different. This is, a, this is where you, yeah, this record steps off the cliff into something very different. They really stretched out, and it was like the influences of art and literature and that stuff, yeah. not just music. You yeah. could hear in the music with this one. This right. is this is not so much a, a post-punk record as this is 
this is an art rock record. It in is. The, in, in the same vein as that we were discussing very recently, Roxy Music. And yeah. it's got the same level of infusion with art and literature that Roxy had, which puts it in a very different category than, you know, just a another post, a post-punk band. Definitely. Uh, and I think Clint was a very big Roxy Music fan. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. But this record also is somewhat inscrutable in that the, you, <laughs> oh, know, that's good. you that's know how word. the guys in the Minutemen had this that trio thing and it, they had they created a universe and you when you listen to the Minutemen you get to experience that universe but there's a certain portion of it that you only see from the outside and yes, right. that's, good. that's, that's actually how really this good record point. feels yeah. is these guys are relating to each other in a particular way in a they're perfectly matched i'm glad that you said that because the way i've described it recently is um you know the recycling logo with the three arrows that are yeah. in that infinite triangle yeah that's yeah. like how i picture the three of them together yes. sort of feeding on this like it's a, right it's a, it's a that's per- perfect combination of individuals and playing styles you know to make something just particular Work, oh, of, God, work, of, work of art, and, you know? And actually, I was thinking of something else. This is something I thought of that, that because I, I was just trying to, uh, when, in listening to this, it, uh, all right, listen to this concept. It's as if you gave a bunch of scientists, like these brilliant yeah. scientists who, who, were, who were not musicians and who had never heard <laughs> rock and roll before. Yeah, yeah. But you like, gave, them, you gave yeah. them like MC5 records and the yeah. Stooges and yeah. Rock's Music and the Who and just told them, make a rock record. Yeah, I should also and add I, in there, you should you, you give them wire records as well. Okay, yeah. wire. Yeah. And, and look at this Max Ernst uh, painting yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know because even though yeah they and and um and there's one thing that I, I always that you can't separate from them is has as smart as the music is and and intelligent the fact that it ro- that they rock so hard is yeah. is just big you can't take that away that's such a big part of them their uh, uh, delivery like the fierce delivery and the rockness I mean well, that's a, it, it, it you know but for people who don't know they 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 lasted in the beginning just a little bit in the 80s they broke up pretty soon because Roger Miller was literally his ears losing were, his hearing. Right. He was getting yeah. losing his yeah. from yeah, yeah from them playing so loud. But that was all that was all part of it. That like had it to was. be there for them, right? Yeah. yeah. And you and got, you, did, s- you got to see him, right, Todd? I did not see them on the original run. Uh, yeah, I was gonna that. ask you. Um, I was gonna ask. All right, so so you're a kid. You're a kid. Not a kid. By the way, you look at pictures of Todd. You think, oh, he's yeah, like, he looks like he's about 13 years yeah. younger than Barry. He's about the same age as yeah. me and Barry. All right, so don't get crazy. Good thing. You guys are Good kind. Genes. You guys are very kind. Very kind. <laughs> but, all, all right, so it's all the booze. Um, <laughs> right, so so basically, the story is this: I um, had a bar mitzvah. Cause I'm in the tribe <laughs> in ni- 1982. And um, some relative of mine got me a, a subscription to Musician Magazine. Do you there remember that you magazine? Go. I love Musician yeah, yeah, yeah. Magazine, yes. Yeah, so I started getting Musician, and about eight months later, there was an article about Mission of Burma calling it quits because of Roger's featuring. Mm-hmm. They did their shows yep. at the Bradford. Yeah. And, you know, back then you couldn't really, especially being a 13-year-old, you weren't really going to music stores very much. I was into Black Flag and I was into X, but I, you know, I wasn't yep. done really deep dives into anything. So I asked a buddy of mine about if he knew who Burma was, and he had a cassette that his sister made for him. 
know. This is an 80s story a, for sure. It was a C30, I think, like 15 oh, minutes yeah, on each right, side. Yeah. And on one side was two Pest songs and two Mission of Burma songs. It was, um, did you guys know La Pest? Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, La Pest. Yeah, I was like, not know yeah. La Pest, but. Uh, great band, friends with Burma. Um, they had a great song called uh, Better Off Dead. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, great, great. So it had two past songs, and then it had um, Einstein's Day, mm, and uh, and um, that's how I escaped my certain fate. Yeah, and when I heard right. those two songs, it was like a whole new world just completely opened up in my in my head about music. Like I could not believe. Wow. Those songs are so different. First of all, yeah. like Einstein's yeah. Day is so mellifluous and beautiful. And yeah. Certain Fate is such a fucking rocker mm-hmm. and um, it just changed I was like why can't every band push it like these guys it just I felt like everything else was bullshit at that point like, <laughs> right yeah. right <laughs> and so right. and so I went and got verses you, you were wrong like, <laughs> right I got my vinyl copy verses which I still have Ace of Hearts version and oh, I yeah. fucking nice. I played it a million times and it's, it's it's my touchstone for music. It's the most important album I've ever heard. There That's, you go. You know what? That is awesome because I, that you said that you so you basically read heard about them before you heard them and yeah. read about them. And I did the same thing because I was a big uh, a trouser press uh, reader. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Ira Robbins uh, from Trouser Press was obsessed with them. So right. I would read about them all the time. And I'd go, oh, my God, I have to hear this band. You know, Mission to Burma, he, the way he describes them. And then it was, the, it was the, you know, it was an example of reading about someone and then all the hype was true. You know, yeah. when, when I finally yeah. heard them, yeah. yeah, I had the same reaction that you did, Todd. It's like, you, yeah, what is this? Why doesn't every band sound like this? Yeah. And why, yeah. why is this so great? How is this so great? It's- this day like i hear songs that people say are outstanding i'm like that's great but it's not weatherbox it's like i compare everything to this record yeah yeah everybody's got their people have their their your touchstone record it's also regional though because if you talk to people from the northwest they talk this way about the wiper yeah oh for sure yeah the wipers records good point yeah have that same thing and the wipers have that same um unique sound and um, also the didn't expand beyond a certain point like you know it's it's they're not as it's not as well known as you would think it's just it's one of those um, records that people who love music like but doesn't necessarily um, get outside of a certain circle right and they're like go ahead no, no, you go ahead, you go ahead. Well, like, R.E.M., I think, did a flexi disc of Academy Fight Song for yeah. a magazine really, yeah. really early on. And it was yeah. just like, wow, right. I can't believe R.E.M. know about Burma, but of course they did. You know? Yeah, so, right, yes, right, exactly. for sure. Yes, but, those but, who knew, knew. It was, and, yeah. that's what, and, and when you think about it, on bands like maybe Burma and Wiper stuff, those are bands that only come around every 20 years or so. Like, they're, they're yeah. so special, so it's almost like it can't really, they, you know, it's not the kind of band that's going to become huge, because it just can't, because that's, that's the problem. Sometimes things, when things are so clever and so it's just, yeah. the, you know most a lot of people just uh, aren't going to get it say gonna... that it's too it's it's too smart and it's too um 
it has too high a quality to get sort well, of a beyond a certain also, point. To be fair, it's to someone, to the casual listener, it may just be too noisy. Oh, that's just noise. It's too it's, noisy. It's hard to listen to. It's hard to listen it's, to. I played yeah. John Doe from X and I did a tour together, and he had not listened to it in a long time. So we played it in the van, and he was just like, God, it's so abrasive. And it's, I it's, yeah. And the, the drums sound like it's speakers in a yeah. dryer. And, you know, yeah. Like, but, yes, well, yeah, that's true. And then, and then eventually, when you be, grow to love them, it's all part of the the, right. the, the charm of them and the attraction. Yeah. It has but the, it's something yeah. that you have to get over. It's like a learning curve. It has the same kind of appeal that brutalist architecture does. It's when you exactly. It's it just there's a there's a a non there's an anti beauty at work that is beautiful but it does not change the fact that it is not um appealing to that's why the so the clint songs will come along and there's this melodicism that's in there that breaks up the breaks it up and that's some of the that's some of the greatness of it too is that there's this contrast between the two songwriters uh, yeah, and, I mean, I think the first song that Clint brought to them was "Peking Spring," which is so gorgeous. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. "Oh, you can you can write, yeah. okay?" Yeah, 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 right. And that was <laughs> that ended up being the first. Was that or wasn't it? Was it the first single? But that was the first song that actually got played. That sort of got them. That it was played on College Station. And everything. I think wasn't "Peking Spring" like one of the first uh, ones. Uh, actually, it did not come out till later. They didn't put it on. They didn't put it out on anything until they had been like, playing 10. it, but they said they, they got tired of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I read. Yeah, yeah. All right. So real quick, we should mention uh, the band. Uh, they are Roger, Mr. Roger Miller, uh, 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 Peter Prescott, who has been a guest on the show on drums and yeah. uh, uh, vocals, and Clint, the aforementioned Clint Conley, bass guitar vocals, and then the fourth member, Martin Slope, which right. is really cool, that handled the uh, tape operation and and the tape loops, and they made basically like a member of the band because he was a big part of the band. But he was sound. also the, doing their live sound as well. He did their live sound right. as well. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. And, Which and was then also apparently some of the design and the cover design. It, apparently, brutally loud was their signature live sound. Was that's what they say? Yeah. Swan, <laughs> swans level, you know, skull crushingly loud sound. Yep. It's amazing how much it's like them and Pylon. I think. Yeah. Um, there's another, just didn't really there's fit another, into yeah. any scene, you know. Yeah. Like I look at the bands that would open up for Burma, especially the last shows they did at the Bradford before they broke up. It's just like hardcore, you know. And like, right, oh, right, right. Because right, yeah. who else are you gonna? I mean, it's like, it doesn't. I understand with Pylon because the, Pylon has that same issue of not. They just kind of created their own universe, and here, there it is, and um, it it's doesn't it it's self-limiting unfortunately and not and that's not a bad thing that's just how it is uh, but you play people piling like oh my god that's incredible i've never heard that and i was like man you know it just didn't <laughs> it just didn't go outside of a certain circle but i have to give props again to my old friend who have already been brought up once uh billy taylor who was the one who hit me to this record he had it i remember sitting in his bedroom looking at that inscrutable cover which is a, a, a morning glory flowers growing on a chain link fence. And it just says Mission of Burma across the front. And it doesn't give you anything except <laughs> that. There. <laughs> right. There it is. And you, yeah, I think you, it, was, it, was in, it was intentionally soothing um, compared <laughs> to what you were about to be in store for. <laughs> That's true. Right. But the chain link fence 
gives you an idea that, yeah. hmm, wow, that's interesting. It's on a hurricane fence, you know, wow. Um, and it was uh, sitting in his bedroom listening to verses. I remember 82, 83. Um, wow. There, there Thank God for Billy Taylor, Barry. You'd still be just listening to like, Rush and shit. <laughs> yeah, you'd be listening to. Um, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Oh no! <laughs> I would have. I would have found stuff, but it would have taken me longer because for whatever longer, reason yeah. he had more money and he could. Well, he would go to it's record store like and buy older, stuff. Yeah, it's either older siblings or cool friends. But yeah, uh, yeah sure. for, for me, it was a combination of both. Yeah, um, right. My sister got me into great classic rock. But then my friend Tony Hall. I'll give a shout out to you. Yeah. Tony. He's one who had this cassette, so yeah. Oh, nice. All right, so let's get into this record. Let's let's imagine a, a young Todd Phillips getting his uh, his versus record and putting side A and dropping the needle down. It's got starts with this hot. It it, it almost seems like it's going to be an instrumental, yeah. uh, because it goes on for like two minutes of awesomeness until the uh, verses come in. Let's yeah, we're going to so. go in at about one thirty. So let's do it. Secrets. In that segment there, you hear, you can really hear, if you listen, you can hear the, the looping going on that um, Martin Swope is doing. And it's, there's this roaring underneath it of sound that yeah. is that he's adding to the to the mix. Huge part of it. Huge. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is. It really is. It, it, it becomes, and it's so, and it's subtle too, because like you said, Barry, you just, you, you, you hear it, but it just sounds awesome. But then when you really listen, you yeah, hear, like, oh, oh, wow, I there's, see what's going on there. going, yeah, there's, or, or there's something going on underneath. And then you get all these like ghost harmonies and ghost, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah ghost notes. And it's, well, I, think uh, it, I also think this is the, this is the only record I've ever heard where like, you know, Peter's yelling behind the drum kit yeah, as he's playing, yeah, and, they, yeah. and they keep that stuff in, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, oh, it's like, so like, like, like Max Roach or somebody, you know, playing the jazz exactly. drums, singing along with the the, the piano well, player. I, I I guess I was reading com- compared to the first EP, they they wanted to make this one uh, sound more like match the 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 noise and the chaos of their live performance. Of the live so they, thing. So yeah. they they recorded in this in this uh, big room at Normandy Sound Studios in. Uh, Rhode Island. I and have I recorded there. Oh, really? really? Nice. Yeah. We did a, um, a little vault assigned to RCA, and we sort of had like a big lag between the record The Gift and then the, the big one that we did. And right. so we did a little EP called Gimme Danger. I have that. You yeah. know, I have the Gimme Danger on tape on cassette. <laughs> I still have my Gimme Danger cassette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we did that there, and it was great. I, I oh, nice. Yeah. It is. And they, had, great. Uh, they had a benefactor. I, I guess Rick Hart was... Um, 
you know, he was up, he believed in the band enough to pay actual money for an actual recording uh, of the album, which, um, despite John yeah. Doe's commentary, <laughs> is actually, it's an actually extremely well recorded record, especially for an alternative, quote unquote, alternative rock record of the time. I've never, I've never met Rick, so I don't know, but that's, I heard it took, the process of recording this took a long time, I think. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, already with the lyrics, you're getting a little bit of the cleverness, uh, at the end he goes, so what's lying underneath the gaze, and then they say underneath the, the guys, so they're switching between underneath the gaze and under the guys. Yes. And then Arnie that goes away. Um, yeah. Um, the line that always stuck out to me was, it's the pulling of the undertow yeah, yes. when you can't control the wheel. Yeah. That reminds me of what the, what the music is doing. In the yes, opening. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes. Because uh-huh. I think there are times when they um they don't know how this stuff's going to end up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, for right. sure, for sure. Especially live. Like, yeah, well, that was a notorious, I think they were notoriously, the original uh, uh Burma was notoriously inconsistent live. So yeah, that was the horrible truth. That's why they named yeah. the live. <laughs> except that it's a great. Except that that's a great live record. And oh, it's a so great, great record. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, this song, can I say, uh, as an opener and the way it presents itself and where it ends up, reminds me a lot of um, the opening track for one of my other favorite records, a Pink Floyd's Metal, and oh, the song is One of These Days. days? Oh yeah, exactly. And I think it's. I think they had to be thinking what's, of that a little bit. And what's the punchline to one of these days? I'm going to cut you into little pieces. I'm going to cut you into little pieces. <laughs> and the, when you hear that as a stoned teenager for the first time, you're like, oh, right. shit. What? Yeah. Well, this, song, this song as an opener reminds me of that as an opener. No, that's, I could totally see that because... Art rock. I mean, they're also art rock. This is art rock. I mean, yeah, it's post punk, but it's art rock too. Yeah. And then just like Pink Floyd. Well, so, yeah, and, and, and Roger was a uh, psychedelic music. He'd been in a psychedelic band in Detroit in, uh, uh, in his early days. In fact, he did some more recording with them actually fairly recently. Uh, with his brother? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If I was smart, I would remember the name of the band. But even the breakdown in the middle of this, it breaks down and it goes back into that trouble yeah. guitar yeah. part. And then Peter starts doing that thing that sounds like Nick Mason. And one of these days, it's like that, <laughs> dun, 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 you know, oh, right, like right. totally <laughs> offbeat. Yeah. And it's like, it really yeah. reminds me of that. Yes. I, I, love I love that. It. I love it. Well, yeah, the, me too. These yeah. guys, the way, I, the way I put these guys together is in a sort of classic metaphysical head, heart, hands combination where Roger Miller is the head, Clint's the heart, and Peter is the the body, the the the, the physical animal, and that's for me. That's how it works for me, with song wise and the way the music comes across. Because Roger's stuff is much is always headier and more um, angry, and uh, Clint's stuff has got a little more. There's a softness there, and. Um, I was gonna. Well, let's get the second song there. Now we have a Clint Connolly song, uh, and this also you just. Well, let's listen to a little bit for it. Let's listen to a little bit of Train.
How can you pretend to give a fuck when nothing seems to matter at all? Yeah. Those are those are dark, dark lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. And, be- and because of the way they sound, it's just a very straightforward chord change. D, well, that's, A, that's fair. and E. But it doesn't, because of the way it's played, it doesn't read the same way as anybody else playing those three chords. I'm so glad you said that, Barry, because in my notes here, I was going to say, like, this is basically an ACDC song, but it's these guys it playing. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, you're right. Now, now um, Todd, I, I wanted to ask you, because as a drummer, what? because I will be honest, it took me a while to appreciate Peter Prescott and his drumming because it's definitely not your you know uh, standard like I even just when he was on the show I think you just, actually maybe actually sort of disparaged this style of drumming last week in the or I, Roxy well, Music episode not, dis- not disparage it just made a difference between, between the, some drummers that swing that had that swing and Peter Prescott does not have a swing but I but what I what I grew to appreciate about him was that this is how he's he expresses his artistic vision through his uh, the percussion just the way yeah. Roger Miller is using the guitar and yeah. not like a not like Angus Young uses a guitar right. and Peter Prescott is using his drum set not like you know yeah. John Bonham's using this set but the way he wants to use his drum set yeah. you hear and, uh, the, I think you hear the intent and that's what's really important to me yes and yeah. um, it's funny you say this actually because when I first joined Bill LaVolta they, we did a interview with Noise for Heroes. Do you remember that magazine? That so, fanzine? No. so I had actually replaced um, a guy, Chris Kruppmacher, who was in the very early version of Volta. Vol- and the, the zine editor said, why did you guys settle on Todd? Because of dozens and dozens of drummers in Boston auditioned for the gig. I said, he plays, you know, he can play like Steve Gadd, but his favorite drummer is Peter Prescott. Yeah, very important. Yes. I just think he's. You just. What else would work with this? Like, would you want exactly, exactly? You know, That's the thing. It's not about like he. He's. You're, you're not going to get. Oh, he's. He's got this solid four-four groove, which is great too. That a drummer could just lay down this groove, but that's not what he's about. That's not what he's about. But right. What, what he's about work perfectly for Mission of Burma, and it's like yeah. you can't. And also Volcano Suns and whatever he does, it's him. It's his art, and you just can't separate yeah. that. It's True. great. It's brilliant. Yes. I love it. I love his playing. But he right. has a and he had his personality very much. If you listen to the Volcano Suns records, where he's also the you know the main the mainstay of that. Um, the personality of Peter also matches his drumming. It's it's th- there's a consistency there, and um, you find it interesting that he was able. Volcano to... Volcano Suns, I feel like were like they're like Volcano Suns were like so playful. It's almost like art school frats. Like there was a frat. There, 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 there was, college. yeah, there was. But in the context of Burma, he's a much more serious player, not player like drummer, but he's in that universe. He's a different. He's a different guy. He plays a different part. Uh, um, you know that he is on board with that art rock vibe that they've got. Where as a, yeah, your Volcano Sons, he becomes a much more. You know, it's it's much more. Uh, kind of shocking actually when you hear those volcanoes and you go oh this is the same guy that was playing these really super intense uh, yeah. um, uh, songs with Burma and I'm a huge huge fan of those first two songs records like I oh me too yeah me too. Really brilliant and he really shined as a lyricist with those he certainly did yep, yep. 
All right, so now we get uh, the song, which which I always appreciate, uses the uh, a tremolo, an amp's tremolo, to sort of drive the meter of the song itself. Um, and, it, and it gets into a kind of like a hypnotic groove thing, which is not something they do a lot, but when they do it, it's really effective. Uh, let's do a little bit of trem too. beautiful and you know i listen to this and i hear and i think of some modern bands like bands that came out in the 2000s and stuff and i think of how many bands sort of lifted stuff from mission of burma that maybe i didn't realize at the time but listening to it now i hear it you know and uh how influential they were to all different kinds of bands yeah i was thinking when i was hearing the lyrics to this and listening to the lyrics to this i was i i don't think it's any secret that these guys really liked the band wire a, a lot as a, a lot of yeah they love what definitely yeah. yeah and um there's a wire song called 40 versions off of uh 154 where he said there's i can only see one i can you know i can only see one side um and it reminded me of 40 versions um i've got 40 versions all dying to get the part and so with the change of mind comes a change of heart it's got that same sort of mm-hmm. relating internal relating to how one internally is is not able to control what your personality is doing is that we think that there's some control but in actuality you're relating to something exactly in the way that you're going to relate to it and you don't it's it's if that you know you're at a slave up to the you know at, you're at the mercy of your dna basically yes definitely i think there's a lot of similarities with Wire and Burma, but with Wire, I always feel like they're always winking at you. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yes, they even are. If, even when they would get serious, yeah. it's just like, no, yeah, our tongue is our inner yeah. cheek. Well, they've got like, that cheeky British, there's a cheeky yeah, British, exactly. British, yeah, exactly, British thing yeah. where these guys are just laying it out there. They're, yeah. they're yeah. not, they're not, there's not that second layer of irony that's, uh, uh, you know, it's just right there, which is what makes this record 
the brutalist architecture is that it's that's what, that's what gives it the weight it's not yeah like there it's it's void of irony it's, <laughs> it's exa- exactly now exactly. now Todd, i never actually had this record owned in the vinyl i had it on cassette did the mm-hmm. record it didn't come with lyrics though right there's no it, lyrics it did not come with lyrics and I think so because yeah, go ahead. It's it's really hard to, to decipher a lot of their lyrics. They did a really clever thing with um, signals, calls, and marches. You could probably find it online where they they printed out all the lyrics in alphabetical order, so not <laughs> yes. with where they were in the songs. It was just like yeah. every, yeah, right. every word yes. they used on the record was, was like there. sort of like a dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that was very very the, clever. The Minutemen put all the lyrics on there, but they were they were like xeroxes of typewritten or or handwritten. So that, you know, you had to like put on, you know, ma- get a magnifying glass to figure out what, what was being said. So, um, right, and, and there right. is again that there's a similar, the trio thing, the oh. trios have a certain, there's some trios that just have that thing where um, three people working together um, are, are just united and, um, and, but united in a way that makes a, a, a solid exterior. So that you know, they you only get what you don't. You're not able to see in it. You only get what comes out of it. Right, right. I feel like they tr- they can also trade off each other, like how loose one another can get, and they'll yeah. anchor the other end if someone. Yes, else, yes. you know. Yes, exactly. And it's very and it's very uh, uh, fluid and interchangeable because one sometimes you know it's not always rhythm. Like uh, I was thinking for power trio, like it's they're not a band where they have a rhythm section that's going to hold down the rhythm while, no, while Roger Miller no. goes nuts. No, maybe, maybe in a song, you know, everybody's playing all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, they're not about that at all. It's no. not about that. No. It's a, three, um, it's a three-legged stool and all three legs are holding up, you know, the, holding it up all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of like what I was saying about that, that recycling logo thing. Yeah, it's, yes, it's exactly yes, right. It's exactly similar. right. And then uh, Martin Swope is standing on top of the stool with his little tape, right, tape reel right, thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we get uh, another. Uh, yeah. Just really doing this and digging into the lyrics. I realized, man, they have really good lyrics. They're they're great. And this next oh, is, one, new, is new nails next. Yes. Yeah. The lyrics on this are great. They're really. great. All right. Let's listen to a little bit of new nails. so good so a pretty so a pretty on the surface a pretty blunt uh, representation of uh, catholicism right yeah. and he 
And even yeah, a, very, very blunt, very blunt. Yes, but it's cool. It's interesting because now I'm, I realize in reading it that he's sort of seeing it from the point of view of like Christ being. Uh, it, it's yeah, Christ sure. is singing it. Christ is singing it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah, make, an right, idol. Right. Don't make an idol. <laughs> idol of me. Plastic idols of me. Yes. <laughs> and I, I love, we didn't get to it, but it ends with um. Oh no! What's this? All of these crimes committed in my name. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Actually, <laughs> I think right, right, being, right. having grown up a Christian, I can tell you that he actually mentions that as one of the things he says is, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but it says, I come not to bring peace and love, but I, I bring, you know, death and destruction because he could see, you know, any figure like that would be able to see what people are going to do with, you know, they always take stuff, everything, they always turn stuff to shit as, you know, and um, they did. Guitar wise, guitar wise, this one, I can picture two young lads in New York named Lee and Thurston who oh, heard yeah, it and were just yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 sure. yeah. Let's, let's start a band. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, can, we can combine what we learned from Glenn Branca and what we learned right, from Wishna Burma and yeah. off we go. Oh my God! Yeah, Roger. Just Roger Miller. There's just something you, you just can't even you can't say enough about how he took just this instrument with six strings on it that a million people very and and I know uh, Roger Miller was a big Hendrix fan, Jimi Hendrix fan, and yes. and he yeah. and he does the same thing Hendrix does with the guitar. He like elevated and and expanded yeah. it to something like totally different. Like he's yeah. playing, he plays these chords and he lets certain strings ring. That just it's just his own thing doing it and his whatever i saw an interview with him today when i was researching stuff for this and he yeah he worshiped hendrix um and he sold his strat and bought fender lead because he was like i worshiped hendrix but i didn't want to sound like him at all i wanted to do totally my own thing he had that he had that like weird like fender sort of castaway guitar it was a fender lead too he still plays it right still fucking plays it because it's like (laughs) you know you can't you can't imitate yeah, right. You can't say, "Oh, I'm going to use the I'm going to use the uh, Axis Bolt love setting." You know, it was kind of a cool guitar because it has a phase. Uh, it is a you can oh, put it out, out of phase, phase if you want to. Like, yeah, yeah, yep, like Brian May's guitar, and so yeah. I think he was into that. Yeah, ah, look at you, Todd, a drummer, knowing about this guitar stuff. Oh, I've been playing guitar since I was six. <laughs> yeah, sure, I play it all. I do it all. All right, <laughs> all right. So let's uh, let's take a little break. Let's my 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 uh, cocktail has gone down to the end, it so is. I definitely have to refill. What are you having? Um, what are you drinking tonight, Todd, or this afternoon? I guess. Still? I am. I opened up a, pe- a bottle of Pinot Noir. There you go. You oh, look at yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll be back. We're talking to Todd Phillips. We're talking Mission of Burma versus. We'll be back in a minute. incident based on sworn testimony. Can you prove that it didn't happen? Perhaps on your way home, you will pass someone in the dark, and you will never know it, for they will be from outer space. Many scientists believe that another world is watching us this moment. We once laughed at the horse's carriage, the aeroplane, the telephone, 
the electric light, vitamins, radio, and even television. And now some of us laugh at outer space. God help us, in the future. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic and the sole commercial sponsor of that record got me high. Every week Woody Compton and Kelly Shade work harder than Santa's dirty little elves coming up with 8 panels of topical entertainment for you. The proletariat, once a week, like a fat intruder slithering down your ash-clogged chimney hole. Is This Tomorrow enters your digital space and tosses undeserved gifts into your stress-addled, sensory-deprived grey matter. For this, we give thanks. Is this tomorrow at is this tomorrow.com? Is this tomorrow at is this tomorrow.com? Let's do this. You guys ready? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's keep it. going. Let's keep going. All right. We are back. This is That Record Got Me High. We are talking to Todd Phillips about Mission of Burma. And we're up to song number five. It's on the first side, let's listen to a little bit of Deadpool. Clint Conley, he just hits that. He got. They both have these existential thing going, but it's like yeah, he's both got, this and Train are really similar, aren't they? Yeah, yes, yeah. But, but there's a sheen of uh, melancholy over oh, his big stuff. Time. That he does, yeah. right? So much so. Yeah. 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 Well, Clint's voice also has that same quality that like a Robert Wyatt voice has, where there's this intrinsic aching melancholy sound. And um, the, actually, it's it's the next verse that is my it, it really hits me with this song because for me this is you know one of the songs on the record. Now the, 
the one now the days are now open the days, wounds. Now the days are open wounds. All I needed was a clue. Find a way think to turn things back. What never happened seems to last. And it's oh. it's regret. Like I yeah. should what I should have done. Right, right, what right. I did not do is, is digging, is me. digging yeah. at me. Had enough of golden rules. And so remember that the last song is about Catholicism. And now we have the golden rule, which is, yep. you know, in, uh, 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 what do unto others, something has happened, you know, and he's either taken revenge or he hasn't. I don't think right. he, ha- I think he wanted to do something and he didn't. And this is just like, fuck, where, I missed my, I missed my yeah. chance. Where did, th- where did things go wrong? And then, yeah. And then he goes on to say, where, where did things go wrong? I mean, and it just tails out with that, you know? And like I love, I love the way Clint sings, but he doesn't have a strong voice, so it makes it, the, the frailness adds exactly. to it. That the frailness yeah. is part well, of that's what gives it the thing, you know. All it's right, guys, listen. To this. I was thinking I'm, I may be a little off base, but I was thinking because a couple of weeks ago we did uh, the Clash London Calling. Yeah. If 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 Roger Miller is uh, yeah. Joe, Joe Strummer, Conley, Clint Conley is Absolutely. Mick Jones. Is the Mick Jones? That's of the it. Day. It, there's, this, there's a definite. Also, content-wise and lyrically, there's yeah, a, yeah, a little his song a little more inward, inwarder oh, looking. Oh, definitely, and, yeah. He know, writes the hits. <laughs> he writes the hits. Like, that's what Mick Jones did right, too. Right, right. Those yeah, consonant, those consonant, you know, the the consonant records are full of of that that vibe, that energy, and that melodicism. Um, but without the aggro, the super aggro. Roger Miller's guitar playing on this. Yeah. If you listen to his guitar, it is incredibly grating. It's, oh it's my God. super trebly. It's yeah. like it's just, and he's not making any attempt to ameliorate it at all. It's just, yeah. tre- <laughs> right. you know, um, a, a trebly guitar played through a trebly amp and really, really, and hitting the strings, you know, so they're abrasive. But it doesn't. It but it does. Right. Works. But it. But it works. Oh, it, it works. totally works. All right, and now we get uh, Peter Prescott. Pete, Look, we Pete. get Pete. <laughs> this is Peter Peter's first song, I think. For, uh, I um, think so. Between yeah. the two records. Yep. yep. Nice. All right, Peter gets turned. Let's listen to a little bit of "Learn How." Not 
So we got some, there's some classic uh, Peter Prescott here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His personality, you know, you can hear it there in his voice. It's, um, it's, it's, (laughs) that sort of, uh, it's, um, he's the belligerent, belligerent (laughs) drunk, fun, funny, belligerent drunk who's, you know, with an edge. uh, The lyrics are great though. Every raw, every raw material at hand. The tools of the trade are the head and, and the heart. Uh, and, oh, that's a um, and, and the, the joke, joke I, know. I know. And the joke. Yeah. So right, you got your the head and the heart, and then you got that one joke that you can tell. That's the you know the the yeah. icebreaker at the party. Um, yeah, throw away the brainwash. And this is a really noisy excursion. This is a well. It's all one. What you played is all one note. Yes, from the beginning of the song to that. <laughs> yeah. And it's a great thing because Clint and Roger trade like dissonant parts. They're not playing, they're doing the same thing, but at different times. Yes. Right, you know right, I mean? right. Yeah. 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 Um, so cool. It is cool. Every raw material at hand, every raw, ma- I actually fixed up the genius lyrics today and went back and listened to this because it had one line that was a question mark. Every raw material at hand, every raw material at hand, and they had a question mark. And I listened to it and it says, he says, and then they're gone. I was like, yeah, there you go. So oh, I was, uh, we'll yeah, see if some, somebody comes in. No and, and <laughs> There's no question. I have actually a real quick Clint uh, Conley, funny Clint Conley story. When uh, when I was living up there in probably like 85, I was playing a band, Inside Outburst, and our drummer, Matt Burns, worked at Campus Convenience at uh, BU. And oh, Clint, yeah. And and uh, Clint, <laughs> Clint used to come in there. So we were covering. Uh, that's when I reached for my revolver. So I told Matt. I wrote the lyrics that I go. Give, show these to Clint and ask him if I have yeah. them right. And Matt showed them to Clint, and Clint said, eh, "Yeah, I don't know. It it seems right." He goes, "Maybe it is." Yeah. <laughs> like right. I don't know if he was doing a bit or if really he just did not know. For well, sure by that point, he had, what he had, he has a wife that didn't know that he was in a band until they reformed, right? That's the in the documentary. Yeah, he did not talk about Burma after they broke up with his, fam- <laughs> with his family until they, yeah, until they got back together. Right. Yeah. No, he started writing songs in the garage and his wife was like, what are you doing? Right. Right. I used to do like this. a mysterious, like, <laughs> you know, right. do I need to get You're a CAT scan? <laughs> awesome. He described it as like being a cicada. Yeah. Where, um, every every nineteen years, yeah, he, he comes uh, out. Yeah, right. Like, I do this, <laughs> exactly. Do this thing. That's awesome. And if anyone hasn't um, seen the Burma documentary, I, I don't. I gotta know where the fuck you would see it. Probably it's on YouTube, or um, it's certainly uh, worth seeing this um, document of how they, um, yeah, like a cicada uh, reappeared after. A long time and made some great records. Uh, as a it was like they didn't miss a beat. Actually, yeah. I actually thought the second, um, the Obliterati, which is the second record yeah. they made after. Yeah, that oh, was the, that's those, so good. They were just so in their stride. It's so like, good. It's yeah, so, they're records that don't. They're, they're not. They don't, good. There's no cringe element to this at all. Where you go, oh, you know, well, they used to be. A, no, it's the same. It's the yeah. same energy and the same commitment and uh, Crazy. perhaps a little more wizened uh, characters uh, at, at play but um, it's definitely that, different from like the second phase of wire was the weird one like the, yeah um, the disco phase yeah manscape right. and all that stuff. yeah that one got there's some there's some good stuff in there but there's also I like a some, bell is a cup 
Yeah. Oh yeah, Bell of the Cup until it is struck. Yeah. Well, the song that's a good record. If the song ahead comes on in a club, Great you're gonna song. you're gonna fucking dance because yeah. the op- it's it's uh, uh it's um it's one of those the, the genius mid period things. And then they they've got a their more recent record. There's an um from a few years ago. There's a song about Chinese something that's just absolutely incredibly good. So, but we're well, not I talking about why. Did... No, no, okay, I'll get off that. No, go <laughs> ahead. That's fine. All right. What the I hell? thought the Read and Burn, the Read and Burn series were incredible. Okay. Uh, in the early aughts, yeah, those are very cool. Okay. All right, so we flip the record over now. We're uh, on side B, and we'll listen oh. to the first song on there. This is Micah. I'm assuming you know what's the story of the lyrics in this song and the co-write. They have Holly. They list Holly Anderson as Holly Anderson. Um, I never met her personally, but she was, I guess, a good friend of Quint's, and she was an artist and they collaborate a lot. Describe um, herself. She described herself as a poet in uh, the interview. Yep, yeah, a poet and an artist. And she um, went to New York and did a story on um, from crossword puzzle boards, and she did one story in the black boards. And one story in the white squares, and this was the white story, yes. um, which is what it was called. Yes. And it's about a seventy-two hour hold, yeah, right, like which he changes hold. to three yeah. days in the uh, lyrics. But it originally said uh, between icy wet white sheets for seventy-two hours and uh, sink yeah. down deeper than dreams. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a song about a mental breakdown um, and someone who's um, cannot cope any further. Right, I'd love that to. I'd be a miner- to someone who's lusting after being something inert, something that was not able to be affected by outside circumstances. I'd be exactly. a mineral, mineral deposit, a ball of mica inside a rock. It's beautiful, and Martin really shines on this. The, the yes, loops oh, yeah. in the background on yeah. this. Oh, they're yeah. incredible. Yeah, he goes to perfect. town with the vocals at the end, like the outro, the way they they sort of uh, envelope on each other, and yeah, like uh, it, it's like a it's just like you were saying that recycling thing of them. Uh, yeah, he was doing with the vocals. It's yeah, if, was, if if some if you had to say, okay, there's is there one Mishnah Burma song that if you you could play someone just one song. 
I was just going to say, if you want to hear what they're like, go listen to this rec- this the, song. And like, this song is this song has because it has the 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 element of the art element is is explicit because you have the lyrics provided by an artist and not within the band, and you have the the tape element. And right, it's right. Just, that's true. It's a perfect representation of that. And, and I also always thought that it's sort of because the way it sort of bleeds into the next song, into Weatherbox. I always sort of yeah, mm-hmm. right, right, as a pair. So let's listen to it. Yeah, it bleeds right into which is not a Clint Conley song, but let's listen to it. It's also awesome. Now let's listen to Weatherbox. <laughs> I love so it. I love it. This is Roger having a field day. I'll, play, yes. I'll continue to play that up underneath there because that um, the next the chorus. Uh, it's incredible. Pretty, yeah. Oh, it is. It is. And the All weather right, box. What, are they talking about like a, a, oh, radio, no. a weather radio? No, or? no. I have no idea. I do. Wait, guys. I found the actual thing. I found something with uh, Roger Miller explaining what it is, and it's hysterical. Actually, he said I was living. In the north end of Boston at the time, in an, ext- an extremely Italian, you know, section of town, uh, and he said he had this little box that was like a forty-five, you know, box that you carry forty-fives in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, he, but he had yep. sprayed this blob of gray paint, uh, and he said, he said, this I called my my post-punk briefcase. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> as I walked down the main street, I heard a bunch of young tubs yell, "Here comes uh, Deputy Dan with his." Oh weather box oh, and he wow. said of, of course i was intrigued and looked around then i realized they meant me yeah <laughs> and he said they were trying to grab it out of my hands ah. <laughs> and well, he said wow. later but, but we still don't know why they called it a, a weather box we don't know why they called lever box but he said later i left it in a pub and when i went to back to Gone. get it the bouncer said the ba- no the bouncer asked if there was any bombs in there so <laughs> the, oh the reason where he says bombs roll inside the weather box that's what it's all from oh, that so it's just from, from from some young toughs making fun of him <laughs> there, were a lot, box. <laughs> there were a lot of young toughs in boston it was yes. not a com- yeah. it was not a comfortable <laughs> place to be a young punk rock kid i gotta tell right? you yeah. right right exactly never got that I mean, impression at all this and the scene was so small it's like you'd be on the subway you'd see somebody wearing a 
you know, like a black flag teacher, you go and talk to them because yeah, it was you like knew. nobody. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, hey. But definitely it just started wanted, a conversation. Yeah. Mostly everybody wanted to kick your ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, just translate that to Orlando, Florida. And uh, yeah. it's uh, the deep south. And uh, you get a sort of a slightly sideways picture, but very much the same. Uh, different accent. A different accent. Different so accent. Yeah. Hey, yeah, boy. Like, hey, boy. What you doing? <laughs> hey, boy. You look funny. You know, all right. Into that, into that fucking punk rock, my friend. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Chilling. All right. So now we get. I love this song. The proof that they could just write a two-minute barn burner of a song. I yep. love this song. The it's ballad, a rock song. The ballad of Johnny Burma. They got that little bridge that, that doesn't belong there. It's insane. <laughs> it's the it's the prog rock portion of the of the you know it's the fact that they the have listened to song. have listened to prog rock records too. And you know what do you do? Oh, you throw in something that's just a non sequitur or like a Captain like, B, or like a Beefheart section. I feel to like the they song. had to put it in. Like I feel like the song is taking a piss on rock and roll. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Even the lyrics are stupid. Like my baby twists. It's like it's like a cliches oh yeah um, it is I, bet I heard her say well that's the way i like well, that's it that's the way i like it but <laughs> yeah. the funny thing is whenever i hear the last the, that last verse i said my baby twist she twists the night away um she twists so good then she turned to me and then i heard her say well that's the way i like it that's the way i like it and who who's who had a hit with a song with this this with that title Oh, Casey and the Casey Sunshine. And, the, and that's the way oh I like it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's the way. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I like it. Uh-huh. So is, I've always wondered, is that what she's saying? You know? is she? Right, I think right. so. Well, I think they're making fun of punk rock in the first verse. I think they're yeah, making yeah. fun of rock oh, in yeah, the last verse. Oh, yeah, I don't care about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then they're making fun of disco at the end there, which I never picked up on until you said that. That's pretty. That's really good. Bump, 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 bump. Yeah, it is great. Um, oh, I love that. And now we get uh, this song. This to me, this is my yeah. This song is everything to me. This well, is the essence for me. It's the essence of uh, Burma Mission of Burma. I told you this is what this is what was on that cassette tape. Right, yeah. first, right. first song that I heard, and to this day, I think it's my favorite rock and roll song ever written. I, think I, I can honestly say that. Like, same and it's crazy because it's so we it's weird it's just this there's no chorus yes there's no chorus well well there is there's a musical a, chorus a musical chorus me and barry yeah. have discussed this yeah we like yeah. a lot yeah. we end up liking a lot of songs that just have this 
giant musical chorus. That's the chorus of the song. But oh my god, it's so beautiful. I feel like yeah. you're cheating your listeners if we don't play the whole thing. But I know well, you guys no, never well, do that. I told no, no, no. I told Barrett we're gonna play a little bit of the beginning, and then he's gonna play uh, the musical chorus part and the end too. So and Roger solo, just he's not he's not picking. He's okay. Just play it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, people. Uh, well, what's people the name of the song? The After they're done, people can listen to the album. That's true. Own, you know? It is on Spotify. Yeah. So this and is Einstein's it? Day, which right. is the greatest rock and roll song ever written. So no, <laughs> just turn off the podcast. If you're listening, turn the podcast off. Listen to the song. Yeah, you're not gonna. We're not gonna tell you anything. You, you, you're gonna. But you can't learn by listening to Einstein's. <laughs> uh, it's just a remarkable. And, I've, I've never heard a chord progression like that at that point. In yeah. Like, you know, oh. I had a funny experience with a cassette that my friend Anne Marie uh, um, gave me. A cassette of Cream, a two C cassette collection of Cream, and I thought, oh, Cream, I know Cream, you know, fucking the sunshine of your love, whatever. And then I got to the stuff that was on the first side of, um, first side of Wheels of Fire, and I got to the Jack Bruce songs that I'd never heard before, um, as you said, and Deserted Cities of the Heart, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was this entire universe that kind of opened up in front of me. And I was like, wow, this is incredible stuff. And I had no idea because, you know, you listen to rock radio. They never played that stuff. And there all of a sudden is this, you know, oh, I've been I had no idea that that was in here, that the Jack Bruce, you know, was capable of that thing. This is that kind same thing where you go. This is just remarkable. There's no 
there's no there's no know. equal to it no it's and i've never heard anything like it and it was just and it's still to this day i never you know there's some songs you just you they're played out even though you like them you you can't yeah, this is sure. one of those songs where i could just listen to i'll never get tired of and it gonna... always blows my mind and yeah. going back to what you're just saying barry um clint is a huge jack bruce fan yeah um, that's got they, it. That's there for sure. Yeah. When they first got back together, they would do NSU in their encores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I got a shout out here to Peter, who's playing. Oh my god! He's playing his version of a John Bonham beat. He, the way he's hitting the hi hat is in that way that's a little squishy, and yep. it just, <laughs> it just, it's a, it's a thing that Bonham does, and. It gives the it gives a slowness to things. That's the thing about what Bonham did was he made everything he played so far behind the beat that everything yep, sounds absolutely. slow. Yeah, and yep. so Peter's doing that here where, and it gives it this syrupy quality. That and his sixteenth note, his four bar sixteenth note fill going into the last chorus <laughs> oh, is incredible. Yeah, it's just epic. so simple and just like yeah. this is it. Yeah. You know, it's so, coming. <laughs> it's dramatic. Yeah. It's so dramatic. It's all so yeah, dramatic. It's great. It's a great it's, song. It's so there's nothing yeah, we can. So, there's nothing we're no. gonna say that's any better oh, than <laughs> just listening to this song. So yeah. Um, all right, so now we get another song that's also a badass song, and I never realized how badass the lyrics to this next song are because they really are. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Fun World. Minutemen listen to Burma. They listen to Wire. They they yeah. they, they, they they took notes. Oh yeah, what what loved Burma? Oh Definitely. yeah, right right. Because yeah. uh, at the I love the lyrics. Because uh, 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 at the bottom of the well, the seed is a pit, and it makes me want to make the world nervous, nervous as shit. shit. Because yeah. I'm made of gold brass, and I want to break it like glass. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's 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 fantastic. It's fantastic. 
He's basically like saying, I have brass balls and yeah, I play the fucking right, guitar exactly. perfectly and I'm into David Bowie and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Ah. Uh, all right, and now we get the album closer. This is the other song that um, that Todd, a, a young Todd Phillips, had on that cassette, right? Yeah, this is the um, second one. Yeah, the Clint Conley song, and I love this song too. This is this another two minute banger, but it but it's like it's one of these things where it's all killer, no filler. Like it does oh, exactly yeah. what it does, and it gets and it's out. got my favorite single line on the album. Uh, is, all right, is here. Okay, What's it called, so we'll, Rob. That's how I escape my certain fate. This might be your only chance to prove it on your own. Tossers, not that. Tossers, not that far. Besides, if you stand, I feel a certain guilt. Did I hold you? Did I hold you back? Obviously, your fa- your favorite line is the last line in the song. That's <laughs> honesty's an actor's, actor's worst mistake. mistake. What a life! Le- what a life lesson! It just encased in-, in-, in that one line because oh. it's it doesn't just refer to actors. It's that you know yeah. don't don't. The, the song is so clever because it's it's basically a, a breakup song, but it's like and and it's like told from the point of view of a boyfriend like being left behind his girlfriend's going to college in Oklahoma Tulsa's right? not that Tulsa's <laughs> yeah, not, not that, that far, far. Right. Yeah. but he's saying from all the Boston right it's fucking halfway across a giant right. continent yes but he's saying you know <laughs> and culturally say, think about Tulsa versus Boston so different exactly. but I, I love yeah. it because he's saying if you stay I'll, I'll, I'll feel a certain guilt you know whatever he's saying all the right things but at the end he acknowledges that's that how I escaped dodged, he dodged a bullet <laughs> yeah I don't have to get married exactly. I don't have to you know settle down oh, um, I love it. The, no the last verse is like see what I did there see yeah I yeah <laughs> right. yeah so good um, also like this this song hits the tape way harder than any other song well on he's the definitely record. they've got him they've got his voice jacked 
So it's yeah. overdriving the it's overdriving the compressor that he's. And then Peter's like shouting, screaming in the background. Exactly, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah, there was a great there was a great quote I read by Peter Prescott when they had reformed and they were uh, they were touring again. And he said, you know, he said the the way we play live, the way we do it, we can only do this for a, yeah, a little bit longer. A, and yeah, that's it. there's a yeah, there's a shelf life on the right. ability yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly for yeah. sure. Um, it just takes too much out of you, you know. What a record! Uh, what yeah, a record. and I should mention that the um, the version that's on you can go to. <laughs> I'll do a little promo for uh, Mission of Burma here. You can go to Bandcamp and buy this, um, and you can oh, good, good. you can buy this un- uncompressed, which is Rob will we'll be will be splitting the cost of this because I did buy it. That's um, fine. And do you have additional tracks on there, like the additional tracks exactly. Shit? So yeah. there's also on here are um, the Laugh the World Away, Forget, Great. Progress, Okay, oh, No forget. Way. I love that song, Forget. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, and okay. um, so oh, that's wh- great. Oh, Bandcamp, go to Bandcamp, and they'll actually probably see some money. Yeah, from get it some money from it. it. And uh, it's a uncomp- you can buy the you know the AIFF audio, totally uncompressed. Sounds fantastic. So right. a little long. Uh, yes. Um, Anybody out there hasn't heard Forget? It is one of Roger's masterpieces. That yes. For some reason, yeah. yes. never made it on a record. It's great. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So Todd, uh, thank you so much. Once again, you bring a you bring a great record. You knock it out of the park. Um, one so of the great. You brought one of the greatest records. You so. did. You really did. And I, I think you did, did it justice. Nothing to be. Any yeah. Complaint, yeah. No. Any yeah. complaints from the band members? Send them directly to Todd. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. I'm sure. Check since my inbox in a week. We'll hear about them. <laughs> if you if so you see the word, you should just do a command F for the word bozo, like bozo the clown. You'll know. Anything, uh, anything going on, Todd? That you want to uh, promote? Anything upcoming? I mean, you want, not at all. I'm laying low. Um, I'll hit you I'm, guys up when uh, life goes back to normal. Um, well, T right. A Phillips on uh, on uh, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, T A Phillips. Follow him on Twitter. It's yeah, great. follow my Twitter. It's funny. It's funny. I can tell some co- I can tell some comedy jokes. You're yeah. lucky. I can turn a phrase. There you go. Uh, and also, I would tell you. You're, you're lucky Trump didn't win because you would definitely be on some kind of FBI list. watch list. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I wouldn't, aware wouldn't, of that. wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? <laughs> That's uh, true. That might have um, been why I changed the uh, first name to Tsuris from Tom. I understand. But thank, thank you guys. It's been a blast. It's always no, been. thank you so Fantastic. much. Uh, Barry, next week we're, we're entering new ground. We've never, this is going to be our first hip-hop record yeah uh, that we've that's done. right uh camilla well, we have the right the right person is guiding us yes. on our journey uh, uh, camilla riso uh she's been on before and now she's bringing us eric b and rakim paid in full and we know that she's going to pick a great record because she picks great records for us to talk about she does and i'm sure she'll bring the knowledge and that's eric b and rakim i am not that uh, familiar so Me either uh, nope we'll have to do some homework uh yeah. don't forget you guys go to patreon.com forward slash trjmh become a patron of the show you'll get a, like a newsletter we send out and you'll get to participate in the patron curated episode yeah, we gotta send out some stickers too we haven't sent out stickers in a while so if you we need to do a patreon sticker giveaway so yeah okay that's good you know what let's do it okay i'm doing it i'm okay. doing it 
All right. This time, get them so they're actually stamped in a circle, so people don't have to cut the sticker out in a circle. Let's no, the that. new ones are square. Oh, so there we go. I made it easy for you. It's a square. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, all right. So once again, you can follow us on. Uh, we're on Twitter too. At that record got me high. That's and on right. Instagram and on uh, that Facebook group got me high, and you know all the usual suspects. Yeah, that's right. Todd, thanks again for coming on. Stay yeah, safe man. there in uh, California. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a safe trip out here tomorrow. Be careful. Oh, thank you. I'll try. I'll try. Maybe maybe one day we'll meet up in person. Maybe one day. That would be wonderful. I can't believe we're going to be in the same city and we can't uh, get a coffee. I know. It is ridiculous. But this is the world we live in. All right. Once again, that is Barry Stock. And that is Rob Elbow. Where that record got me high. We'll see you guys next week. Because I'm paid full. Akim, check this out. Yo, you go to your girl's house and I go to mine Cause my girl is definitely mad Cause it took us too long to do this album Yo, I hear what you're saying So let's just pump the music up And count our money Yo, but check this out Yo, Eli, turn the bass down And just let the beat keep on rocking And we outta here